Welcome to the Give Him Something to Talk About podcast, brought to you by She Tribe. Guys, I am a half a bottle of wine to the face, and I gotta tell you, usually there is some organization to the method of a madness, but today, <laughs> you're getting raw, unfiltered. <laughs> Buckle up, baby. <laughs> Both you and we have no idea where this podcast is going. <laughs> no agenda <laughs> there's no agenda but just catching up so um as i mentioned i am a half i'm a three-fourths bottle of wine to the face <laughs> and my, when you know what that's probably the only time fractions are are actually used in my life <laughs> describing <laughs> how much of something i've eaten um I have a new favorite wine it's called 19 crimes and first of all for my cost efficient, cost-effective people out there, it's only $10. But it's like a chic label. Remember when you go to parties? Did you ever stress out, like, if people were going to know how expensive the bottle of wine you brought was? Always. Still do. (laughs) I do, too. I, like, my strategy is I pick labels that no one would recognize. So they might think it's fancy. Like, well, now I just ruined the secret. But anyway, guys, check it out. It's amazing. It's $10. They have this app where you can VR the person on the label. He'll tell you what his crime is. And you know what? If you're starting to develop a light drinking problem like I am, this is a cost-effective way to just keep enabling myself. You know what I mean? What is what is VR for the, for the oh. people? Yeah, it's a virtual reality. So you download this app and you take the camera and you point it to the wine label and there's a guy and he like pops out and he tells you what what he, what out of the 19 crimes, which one did he do? It's a fun party trick. If it gets a little awkward, like the conversation kind of stilts, <laughs> just grab the bottle and uh, take advantage of that cool little, I don't know, accoutrement, if you will, on the label. That is pretty sick. <laughs> Allie, what is the hell is going on with you? We have actually not talked a lot today. So listeners, I'm in on the ride too of what is up with Allie. You're going to be so shocked. I have been up to absolutely jack shit. Uh, you know, we take it day by day during the COVID era. No, we do. And Allie, I think I can speak for the both of us. I'm tired of COVID shaming. I said it. It's controversial. I, I, I cannot listen to one more millennial, which I'm in the generation, so I'm allowed to speak up about them, have like weird restrictions for their friends. But if it's them, it's like all rules are thrown out the window. Like you hardcore shame your friend from traveling, but then all of a sudden when you need to travel, it's totally okay. Yep, yep, yep. You know? <laughs> Right. Well, we we did do something that we got out into the world this weekend. Ooh, Very safe. Good. But we did go outside and we went ice skating. <laughs> Wait, Allie, I forgot to tell you, my ankles and knees were so sore after ice skating. Really? I, we did it, guys, for probably 45 minutes. My body hurt the next day. But you know what hurt the most is my damn back. My back is in so much pain, and I'm not, I'm actually not kidding. It has been in so much pain since the second I turned 30. It's like, <laughs> truly, and then from ice skating, okay, so if you guys, I wouldn't say it's exactly like riding a bike, riding a bike, like, 
Although you do get on the ice and shockingly, I didn't collapse immediately. I assumed that the second I even stepped on, yeah. I would wipe the F out. Mm-hmm. I was able to use my like barely existent core muscle <laughs> to keep myself standing. But it requires like so much core muscle to keep yeah. yourself standing up. And we don't have that, obviously. No, we really don't. So then your back makes up for it. And I am not well, bitch. Um, my, I almost said my fiance, like you don't know who he is. David recorded a video of me on ice. <laughs> I, I look like a struggling baby gazelle and I am, I am at a 45 degree angle. You yes. cannot see my face <laughs> because I'm leaned so far over trying to counteract my balance. And David, don't ask, but he did take figure skating growing up. And he was like doing triple axles in front of me. I was hunched over like an 80 year old woman. No help at all. Just left me to the wolves. Well, you were, you were better than me. So if that I mean, says anything. I, it honestly doesn't because I've been a lot. I mean, by a lot, I mean five times. And actually, I was talking to Devin about this. If you are a California kid or you lived anywhere where there's, like, not a real winter, there was always that one jackass kid who wanted to have his birthday at the ice rink. Yeah. Not the roller rink, the ice rink, because he was, like, secretly good at it. And then the rest of my friends and I would hobble along. We'd eat shit on the ice and the, whoever's birthday it was would just, you know, skate backwards as the rest of us were on the side holding on for dear life. Seriously. Like Nancy Kerrigan is over there. <laughs> I, I don't know. Even though I grew up in Chicago, I was never good. I didn't really – I mean, it wasn't like I went very often. But yeah. I, there's something to be said. People that are good at ice skating, what the hell? Yeah. Tell us what your secrets are because, and maybe the secret is so simple, Allie, maybe we just need to have a core muscle. <laughs> you know what I mean? A core muscle. No, exactly. Core muscle. Also, it's, we, this is where we struggled. So it's one thing to get going, to start Ooh. to take off. Stopping. <laughs> oh my God. Is a whole other ballgame. No, and I don't want to brag, but I was like in... Late elementary, early middle school when Brink came out, the Disney Channel original movie. Uh-huh. And I had some sick blades. I would, like, hop over small steps in my neighborhood. And I was really good at stopping because on a roller blade, you had that back break. But in a hockey right. skate or a figure skate, <laughs> there's no back. I don't oh, get it. No, I don't get it. <laughs> I need to tell – okay, on this note, so when I was probably – let's call it 13. Mm-hmm there was this skate park and that was kind of like the hot spot for all the Mm. cool kids. Mm -hmm. And I vividly remember, I so sad when I look back at my 13 year old self, I just want to give her a hug. I was so, so, so just shy and scared to talk to boys. And like, I felt very left out and nervous all the time, but the group of friends I was in, like they were all very, uh, how do I say fast? And I was just not on that page. And so I remember that I wanted to fit in and go to the skate park with my friends. And my friends all had those sick rollerblades that like, uh, they were the fancy ones. They had like the clear wheels. Yeah, they were like K2. Yes, I feel like we've talked about this before, but they had like some sick K2s. And you know the other type of rollerblades when we were little that like, they weren't Velcro, but they like snapped. 
oh, into place. hell yeah. The dorky of the Dorkerson. Yeah. <laughs> I straight up, I remember so vividly, we go to the skate park and I didn't even know how to rollerblade really or stop. And my friends show up in their cool blades and I show up in these really, really, really dorky like hand-me-downs. <laughs> and I just would show up and try so hard to look and feel cool. And it was because I had the biggest crush on a skater boy. Oh my. It's like Avril Lavigne knew that we were all going to fall in love with a skater boy. Everyone. I, the things I did for this skater boy, Mm. the way I changed myself for this (laughs) see you later boy was out of control. Hope, can we talk about the crazy stuff we've done for boys in the past or to make boys like us, I should say? Ooh, everyone take a sip. You're you're in for a, a long narrative. I think, okay, the first thing that comes to mind, and this is probably top five most psycho moments I've had in my life, and if you know me, that's, like, <laughs> impressive. There's so many to choose from, but I was obsessed with this guy my junior year of college, and we had this, like, really, like, zesty, like, I like you, I don't like you, I like you, I don't like you, a.k.a., like, emotional baggage slash mind ass. And I, his apartment was on the walk home from a bar. And so I'd get wasted at this bar and I'd walk by his house. And most of the time I kept walking. But one night I went to the grocery store. I got bagel bites. I sat on the stoop. I was a stoop girl until someone, not him, someone in the building opened the door to come in. I walked into the building. I had been to this apartment once before. I knock on the door. I'm drunk. So I'm like knocking, 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 knocking. (laughs) His roommate opens the door in Ah. his boxers. And he's like, what the, first of all, he's like, what the fuck do you want? I'm with someone. And I was like, do you have a microwave? No. (laughs) And he's like, I, this is not the guy I liked. This is his roommate. Yeah. The guy I liked was I said, for the bagel bites. And I said, do you have a microwave? And he's like, no, but I'm the his friends lived across the way, who I've never met. They go, they have a microwave. So I knock on the door. No. I, I'm like, hi, guys, can I use your microwave? And they're like, you know when you're in college? It's like Vegas. There's no rules. So I come on in. So I heated up bagel bites in a stranger's apartment, ate no. them, and then waited for the guy I liked to come back home because I could look through the people. He never came home. He went home with another girl, and I walked my ass out of that apartment 3 a.m. to go to my dorm room where I consequently threw up the bagel bites because I had 12 shots of tequila. And I'm talking well, baby. I am not talking like a Jose. No, you know? very much a bottom shelf. <laughs> very much like it, they could be serving rubbing alcohol. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't know the difference. It just, it burned when you swallowed, you know? Yeah, and did you burn your mouth, the top of your mouth on the bagel? Okay, this is the lean pocket conversation all over again. The thing I will say about bagel bites is because they're circular, their pain point is you can never get the cheese in the middle to melt. You would have to microwave them for 12 minutes and the outer edge would be literally on fire. But the middle was always, <laughs> the middle is always cold. Did I eat them anyway? Abs- I've eaten raw bagel bites before. That, did you have a drunk snack? That was my tried and true every night. Bagel bites or obviously real pizza, but mostly bagel bites. Yeah, for me, it was more like a real pizza mm. at night. But I, one of my friends kills me. She used to like, it was kind of keto before keto was a popular <laughs> thing. She would come home and microwave beef tips 
when she would get home from drinking. I'm like, what on God's earth? Just some lovely meat at night. <laughs> Wait, that made me think of, I have like a very dear friend. I'll, I'll call him out. He wouldn't be ashamed. His name is Julian. And when I'd go to the said grocery store, Shaw's for my Boston peeps, and I'd pick up the bagel bites, he would go in the pastry section, you know, where they have those bins where you can select like a hot cross bun. Yes. He would just grab one and start eating it because he oh. said he wouldn't have to pay for it if yeah. he ate it. And so he would be eating a hot cross bun as I'm swirling around trying to find the bagel <laughs> bites in the frozen section. It's like a light meal. A it's light, a light it's meal. It's right before bed. You need a light snack. Ooh, and you need a lot of ranch dressing. Like mm-hmm. I didn't eat bagel bites by themselves. I basically ate Hidden Valley ranch dressing with a side of bagel bites. Okay. So on the note of ranch, give me your top three condiments that you could never live without. Okay. First and Wow, this is this is a tough, tough call. I'm going ranch number one. I'm going ketchup number two, and I'm going in and out secret sauce number three. Oh, those are good. Those Which are is good. basically, I think everyone knows what the secret sauce is. But yeah, and honestly, I would push tomato into an oncoming bus if it meant I could I could keep the ranch. I I I, I could I would dip cereal in ranch. There's actually nothing I wouldn't dip in it. It's so good. Okay, let me ask some things that you would dip. Would you dip salmon? Ooh, that might actually be good. It might be a sour cream chive moment. So, yes, I would. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Would you dip a – can I go into the sweet category or is that fucking – Absolutely. Okay, would you dip a donut in ranch? (sighs) I got to think of the flavor profile. I mean, zesty ranch might be good on a maple bar. Or (laughs) zesty ranch might be good on an old-fashioned – it's sweet and savory. I am willing. Okay, you know what is really gross? I don't know if you did this growing up. I would dip my grilled cheese in ketchup. And uh, a lot of ketchup. I guess, like, I never, I definitely never did that, but I guess it's not that different than tomato soup. Like, it is, but it's, you know, same no. flavor profile. Covered in ketchup and only realized, like, much later in life that ketchup actually has a lot of sugar in it. I thought I was just eating tomatoes in sauce form. Yeah. No, it's it's basically a pound of sugar. Really? With tomatoes. Don't look. If you haven't looked, I'm sure yours is the healthy I'm not version. Looking. I'm not no, mine's a straight up Heinz and I would buy like the purple <laughs> and green one from when we were younger. Oh my gosh, the green ketchup, even I could not get above it. I tried it, I had to throw it out. It's it was like, like it, it was like promoting Shrek too. It was like when Shrek came out. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, you're so right. Um what are your top three dipping sauces? Ugh. I feel like you could be a blue cheese girl. No, I don't. I don't like blue cheese unless it's in olives and vodka. I mean, <laughs> I really don't. I prefer my blue cheese in vodka. <laughs> um, mine would be. Ugh, I feel like ketchup, honey okay. mustard. Oh, it's like so confusing because does uh like teriyaki sauce count? Oh, absolutely. I know, but then it's like, does ginger dressing count? No, because that's a dressing. That's a dressing. Okay, and then, like, I want to say mayo, but I feel like the backlash is not worth it. Oh, my, okay. People feel very controversial about mayo, and you know what? People don't come for us. There is an avocado oil-based mayo these days. Like, we're not, you yeah. don't always have to eat, like, the lard. But isn't mayo literally eggs Yes. and oil or something? Yeah. David. So why are we acting like it's, like, flubber? No, I think 
I'm really glad you brought that up because I don't think people know that. And I didn't know that until I was on Whole30 and David, we had to make our own. And I'm like, wait, why are we buying mayonnaise if you're literally whipping together eggs and oil? Obviously, when you make it naturally, it separates. But I agree. I think people feel like it's like whale fat. And it's not. Literally. Yes, I do know. There's like such a... Why do people shame other people for liking mayonnaise? No. <laughs> Wait, this could be our cause, Allie. <laughs> it's just not right. <laughs> we need to stop this social injustice before it grows. It really you know? is. It's like, if you, okay, if you were on a date and they're like, yep. well, you like mayo on your thing? I'd Honestly, because I'm a psycho, I'd probably be embarrassed to get mayo. Really? I mean, okay, I'm talking first date with someone. No, no. I would do, okay, I hate mustard. I hate any form of it. And when I was on a first date once, I ordered a burger, a, a natural first date meal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a light <laughs> snack. It's like a quarter pounder, you know? Yeah. Um, but they brought it and had mustard on it. And I, I, the moment it hit my lips, I wanted to vomit, but I didn't want to be that girl who's like, ooh, you made it wrong. Yeah. So I literally spent 20 minutes Trying not to gag on burger meat. Uh, yeah, that is something crazy you've done for no. to a guy. Oh, and to bring it back, that first date was with Loser, who made me play credit card roulette. So that was yeah. a telltale sign. A loser. I Sorry. love him. I love what are you? Him. What were you going to say? I was just going to say some crazy things I've done for boys mm. to like me. And it wait. goes back... It goes way back. I okay. So said skater boy. Okay. Ooh, said skater boy. Mm-hmm. I've never been. I, I mean, obviously, I'm so 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 obsessed beyond obsessed with Devin. Lol. 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 Wait, um, same. Devin. No you're same. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> I. It was a different type. It was like this weird first crush obsession mm-hmm. thing. Yep. And. I remember he was really into like emo music and I was very much not, but I decided to change everything about myself for someone to like me. (laughs) And so I started listening to it Mm -hmm. and I, okay, there was, hear me out. I made a plans. My best friend and I made plans with him and another guy in high school, which like when do you hang out two on two in high school? That was no. a thing for us. That yeah, was that's big. like a little bit slutty. That's no, like, that was ooh. No, but I've never been kissed at this point, LOL. Um, <laughs> but, and, okay, full circle, this guy was my first kiss, which is epic. But I decided to try to accommodate everything that he liked in order for him to like me. Yep. And we made, we planned out this whole night. So they were going to come over to my friend Abby's and yep. we were like, we're going to make them dinner. Mind you, I was literally 14 and didn't know how to <laughs> literally make Turn a peanut butter. On. I didn't know how to use the microwave, but we cooked <laughs> like probably disgusting pasta. But so I said, we like had this plan to go in the hot tub. Ooh, Ooh steamy. So mm-hmm. sexy. And I wanted, there was a CD player and I wanted him to like me. So I made a CD and said to my friend, Abby, I said, okay, let's pretend that this already was in here. And this was like my CD with my favorite songs, but you know that I was burning that the night before on my computer, burning that CD, getting ready. And then being like, oh, this little thing came on. And he, I really think that was how I got him to like me. Was the burn, 
Wait, Allie, I am having flashbacks. Do you remember in high school? This never happened to me because, well, I didn't date until forever, but people would break up in high school. And when they broke up, like the person who didn't want to get broken up with would make a CD of like their songs and they would like drop it off in their locker. And I would sit in my friend's cars and listen to the burnt CD of the like the guy that they scored. And it was like Teddy Geiger and like all these <laughs> It's Kelly Clarkson, like, sad, depressing songs. Yeah. Did you ever make one? Uh, every day, hon. Every day. <laughs> and what were those, like, those those uh, Napster, Kazaa, LimeWire? Oh, Kazaa. Yeah. I also used to use software to convert YouTube videos into songs. Like, you could do that. So it was just basically, like, a free library of songs that were illegally created from YouTube. How yeah. I did not get caught? Like, I was not covering my tracks. This isn't cybersecurity. Right, no? but did anyone get caught burning? <laughs> oh. Like, that was our biggest fear at the time. No, no, I know. Um, and it started at a young age. I even remember making my first tape because when I was, like, eight, I had a tape player. And it's not like I was in the 80s. Like, I, for whatever reason, my family only gave me a tape player. So you would put the tape in to your sound system and you'd play the radio and when your song came on you'd hit record and you had to time it freaking perfectly like a cassette like a cassette wow i'm a cassette girl i have that girl i'm a cassette girl so also the only song i wanted to burn on it is that song that's like say tonight fight the breakup what was eight-year-old me thinking why did i listen to that oh i know it's a banger but when you're in second grade i don't know what the alignment was there Oh my gosh, that that's amazing. Um, if that's the craziest thing you've done, that's that's not that psycho. Well, I haven't gotten really into it. I used to drive by my ex-boyfriend's house just to see if he was outside. Yes, I am so. Do you know when you'd go with your like best friend and you'd recline in this like the passenger side, so like yes. in case he was out, he'd see you, and then your best friend would be like, "No, he's not there," and you'd like crank it and move forward, and then you always like caught the mom. Or like the little brother, and I'm like, yeah. ah, our covers blow, tuck, drop, and roll. I used to do it by myself, which is even more humiliating. <laughs> but love is love is love. Love is love is love is love. Okay, well, I I feel like in the upcoming podcast, we need to talk about like the most depressing breakup we've been through. And I I have a good I have a good story, um, but I'll just I'll kind of tease you with that on a completely separate note, actually related psycho things we've done and psycho religions. I am obsessed, you guys, obsessed with Finds on Netflix. It's Leah Remini, Scientology and the Aftermath. I have watched this. This is my second time through and I cannot peel my eyes away. The stories this woman had to escape from this gold center. I won't steal from the surprise what that is. She got in an actor, so a non-Scientologist actor who was there to shoot a commercial, she hid in his trunk for three hours, and then he finally drove the car off, and she they had to go through these two security checkpoints, they didn't chase the trunk, and she was in that trunk for two hours. The guy shows up at his girlfriend's house, and she just fucking pops out Wait, what? Why yeah. was she in his car? Because it's the only way you could escape. Oh, no. It's, it's like, devastating, and she's, like, a badass. So is Leah Remini. Like, forget how you thought of her on Kings of Queens or just her personally. Like, in this documentary, she 
stands up to like law enforcement. She always looks at the camera and she goes, Scientology, you fucked with the wrong girl. Yeah. And it's like, Leah Remini, if you're listening, you're the GOAT. So everyone, there's three seasons. Netflix. Oh, 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 sorry. And I will let this lie, let this lie. The episode I am on, I have not finished, is comparing Jehovah's Witness to Scientology. And Jehovah's Witness is a whole a whole nother show. If you think you know what Jehovah Witnesses are, you don't. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, I know everyone needs a new show to watch because all we do is literally sit in front of a screen and watch TV. Yeah. There's your there's your little Rico on that. Okay. Watch I mean, it. If you had to guess your screen time just overall. So oh. computer, phone, and TV. Mm-hmm. Um on average per day, what would you say? I would say 12 hours. I, this is so savage and so sad, but I cannot, I am only not on a screen when I am sleeping. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I mean, let's be honest, this isn't me recently, but even when I read, it's on a screen. I don't well, yeah, have... I was wondering, okay, so yesterday I was on my Kindle. Yeah. Does that count as screen time? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's not because like Kindles have that like, whatever, like the feel of the paper in the lighting is not like burning your retinas on like Instagram that is literally burned off the first layer of my eyeball. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's called, but it is, it is now gone. It, it will not come back. It, it has got, it, oh my God. I was listening to Heather McMahon's podcast, older episodes, and she goes, and that's on God. And I feel yeah. like that retina burning, that's, that's on God. On God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I feel like during COVID, well, actually, my screen time's always obnoxiously high, (laughs) but now that the iPhone gives you updates on what your screen time is, it's, like, devastating. It is devastating, and I've also taken advantage of screen time and put, um, like, time limits on apps, so I've said to myself, like, you can only spend an hour on Instagram each day, and every day I get the reminder, I choose to ignore it, and I spend more time. On Instagram. Ugh. It is disgusting. What are we even doing? What no. are we even doing? No. I don't know, but Bumble, um, in their feed, they, like, posted in their feed. Sorry, guys. Everyone knows how to scroll. Let me take media talk out hat. <laughs> they were at this, this thing that was like, if you're seeing this, stop scrolling. You, you, like, you've seen enough. Like, log off. And I was like, ah, that's so true. And I needed that. I needed to be like, you're right. What, what am I, what am I gleaning here? What am I learning on Instagram? Nothing educational. If you think I follow people of note, you'd be dead wrong. Um, oh, we've talked about this. The mommy bloggers. I won't get into it again, but the mommy bloggers and I are very, very close. So Ugh, it sucks. You know, I feel like reading has saved my life during quarantine. Yeah. You have become a reader. You're a reader girl. It's just really, when you're an intellect, it just, <laughs> it's different, you know? It just, it actually hits different. And along those lines, one thing I will say, and then I'll let you live love and light, is that I was, I actually follow one good person on in Instagram, and it was like this therapist, and she was saying like, we're so stressed out right now. COVID has created so much worry because it's like the unknown. You don't know when the vaccine's coming. You don't know if you have it. You don't know if your friends have it. And she's like, there's this technique where you sit down with yourself and you say, block it out on your calendar and you call it worry time. And you can do it for a half an hour on your calendar. It can be an hour. And that is your dedicated worry time. 
the rest of the day, you're like, oh, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. You literally tell yourself, I will write that down and worry about it during worry time. And that's what you do. And every, like, stress, you, you, I need to write it down. I can't remember shiz. Most people could probably remember in their head. And then by the time you get to worry time, half of those things have become irrelevant. Like, either you're not worried about them anymore or you accomplish them or you're just like, I'm not triggered by them. And so have I implemented this technique? Absolutely not. But I need to. I worry. That, sounds, that really sounds amazing. No. I, Ali, I think we should do it as an experiment and we can report back. There's just no way I can do that. But I will no. try. Allie, the first step is acknowledging you have a problem. I Here we go. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> um, if you do worry time this week, will you send us a DM? I, we need a, a small but powerful sample size. I, lo- I love that. It like reminds me of that quote that I have no idea how the quote goes, but something about like, if it won't matter in five years, don't spend more than, oh yeah. That, yeah. I just said yeah. it verbatim. Verbatim. Um, if it won't matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes yeah. worrying about it or something. Yeah. It's so true. David says that all the time. Do you think that I, that stops me from worrying? No. I, I, I take at least an hour, but. I feel like it's easier to say like, if it won't matter in five months. Five yeah. years, it's like, okay, well. Oh, I won't even matter. No, what, what will even matter? <laughs> no, yeah, right. You're right. We should say five months. If oh. it won't matter in five months. Don't spend more than don't five, spend more minutes, than five minutes. Wow. What a way to go out. It's inspirational. It's thought-provoking. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> you guys, until next time, love and light. We'll talk to you and. I don't know. Maybe we'll come on more than twice. Allie, I have got nothing going on. Okay. We'll see you you then, whenever that is. (laughs) Love you. Love you. Bye.